Let's set the scene. It would have been quiet that Easter morning. The light of the new day was just beginning to illuminate the darkness. Then the sun would be coming up slowly. Maybe like this morning, there would be a slight chill in the air. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed, the story goes. With piercing sadness, Mary had been waiting since Friday to go to the tomb to attend to Jesus's body. He had been laid in the tomb, the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, a secret follower of Jesus. And this year, what really draws me to this story is actually Saturday, the day between Good Friday and Easter. This year, Holy Saturday, this time of waiting and suspense has meant more to me than in years before. What we call Holy Saturday in the Easter narrative is that time of uncertainty while we wait for God to come. Mary and the disciples had no idea how long they would be waiting or for what they would be waiting. They were bereft, having lost Jesus, the one upon whom they had set their hopes for the people. And on Saturday, hidden behind locked doors, they waited for what they didn't know. We could imagine them desperately afraid as they faced uncertain futures. They sat in stillness and sadness and pain of all that had happened the previous week. And just like the disciples, we have to wait that we ourselves are in this stage of waiting behind our own locked doors. We have to sit with our sadness and our grief and our feelings of uncertainty. We can't expect that a miraculous intervention will release us from these painful feelings. All of this reminds me of this time last year when we were exploring the Psalms during Lent. We were using Walter Brueggemann's lens of orientation, disorientation, and new orientation. And his point, you'll remember, was that our lives move in cycles as we have times of relative stability and security that move to times where our world is ruptured by grief or loss or trauma. And then slowly, with time, we can find a new orientation that new orientation is never a return to old patterns. It always requires that we find new ways of being and new understandings. And that takes time. And our world has obviously been thrown into a time of disorientation like nothing we could have imagined. And we're grieving. So many things have been jarringly interrupted for us. Graduations and vacations and weddings, routines and patterns, hopes and dreams, businesses and livelihoods have been abruptly shut down, jobs have been lost, futures have been put on hold. Our minds are spinning with all of the ways that our world has come to a screeching halt. And whatever lies ahead isn't going to be a return to the past, but what it will be isn't clear yet. We're in a time of Holy Saturday, a time of, of in-between, and that can be upsetting and unsettling and frightening. This is how it is every time, though, that we experience a trauma in our life, a death or a divorce or an illness. 
And of course, many people are experiencing those things even in the midst of this pandemic. So they're navigating not only the disruptions that we're all experiencing, but other painful life experiences too. And our prayers go out especially to them this year. This sense of disorientation was certainly there for Jesus' followers that awful week when their deepest hopes were brutally interrupted as they watched Jesus carry his cross to Golgotha or saw him hanging helplessly on a cross or laid his dead body in a tomb, their world was shattered. They, they must have felt like the world was caving in on them. But the difficult truth of Holy Week is that there is no resurrection joy without the pain and suffering of Good Friday and the uncertainty of Saturday. And maybe in order to become Easter people, we must be Good Friday people and Holy Saturday people, that we need to allow the experiences that are painful to open us up and to prepare us to live with greater love and faith. Easter is about the deep truth, the certainty that love, renewal, and grace are part of the DNA of the cosmos. But we only see this, as Paul said, in a mirror dimly. We don't see the whole picture. We get glimpses of grace. We get nudges of mercy. We have moments of clarity, yet we don't see it all at once. The first Easter morning as the dawn came and the light of the sun grew brighter, Mary experienced a gradual recognition of Jesus, a dawning, a slow understanding of his resurrection. Like the disciples, we can begin to live like Easter people of hope, even when the situation is dim and we don't see and understand and we are still filled with anxiety. It's okay that we don't fully understand resurrection hope, especially in these days. We can still trust that in Jesus' victory over death, love wins and God is with us. That's right, the deep truth is that the tomb is empty and that as we grow in our faith, we come to trust this more and more so that we can live in disorienting times, even times of great sorrow or sadness, and still trust in the goodness of the world and in the love of God. But it's a process to become an Easter people, just like it was a process for those early disciples. Go back and read John 20 and see how Peter and the other disciples, until that moment, didn't understand the scripture. Or how Mary Magdalene, even, even after seeing the empty tomb, just assumes that they've moved his body. And even when Jesus is standing right in front of her, she doesn't recognize him. And remember, after that Easter morning, Jesus had to return again and again before the disciples began to understand. He showed Thomas his wounds. He walked with two of the disciples to Emmaus. He cooked breakfast for the disciples on the beach. The point seems clear enough. It takes time before we can recognize the risen Christ in this world. This Easter, we yearn to be released from our anxiety, our uncertainty, and we long to come out from behind locked doors, our own house arrests, and into the fullness of light, into the fullness of the day, 
but it will take time. This Easter, we begin in the dim light of the morning, in the quiet, and we will have to look more closely to see the signs of hope and new life in the world. But the love of God is loose in the world. The tomb is empty. And despite the darkness around us, there is so much light to give thanks for. May God give us the, ch the hope and strength to endure the challenges ahead. And may God give us hearts open to love our neighbor. And may God give us the eyes to see the dawning light of Easter. Amen. Amen.